What's up? What's up, New Philly? All right. Okay, it's, uh, it's good to be here. Actually, is, I know every, like, does every New Philly speaker, right, they hold the mic, right? Is that a New Philly thing? All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to try that today, okay? I usually, I usually use the stand, uh, but, you know, you know, uh, I got to... Got to be more like New Philly style, so I'll try today. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Lord, grace, God. Okay. Um, well, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very honored to be here uh, to share the Word of God uh, with you tonight. It's been a joy. Uh, it's seriously really been a joy uh, to uh, get to know many of you guys over these past couple months, uh, and I'm I'm really honored and very proud to be a part of uh, this church. Uh, to be a part of this house. And so, yeah, it's an honor for me to stand here and share the Word of God with you. All right. Um, you know, while, before Friday Fire, we were praying. Uh, some of the people were praying over there in that little room. And Cassandra was saying, she was leading the prayer, and she said, you know, this is the first Friday Fire of the year. It's going to set the tone for the year. All right? And, you know, I think she was just trying to put all the pressure on me, you know, just like, uh, you know. So I was like, thank you, Cassandra. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, praise God. Praise God. God's going to release a good word tonight. All right. So, um, yeah. Let's uh, get the slides. Okay. Uh, let's read the scriptures. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah, s- slides. Yeah. It's a pretty new invention. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you guys are very impressed. Okay. Um, Do we not? Do we not? Go? Oh, we do. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I I got slides because we're. I'm looking at the book of Proverbs, and um, yeah, it's like a lot of different verses. So I just thought, yeah, we'll keep it all together. Okay. All right. Um, uh, we're gonna start with one Psalm, Psalm 141. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. Proverbs 12.1 Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. (laughs) 12.15 The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. 13.10 This is from the NIV. Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. 1531. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. 18.2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. 25.12. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. And finally, 26.12. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. All right. Uh, Yeah, this is God's word. Let's pray together. (laughs) All right, let's pray. Uh, Yeah, Father God, just thank you, Lord, for this time. Yeah, the first Friday fire of the year. Thank you for this house, that this is a house that prays. This is a house that seeks your face, God. And Lord, I say you bless this time in your word. Pray that you would use me, God. Lord, Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me, anoint me. God, anoint this message. May it be a word that helps yeah, this entire house to grow, to grow in 
in wisdom, to grow in understanding, God. To grow as wise people as we live our lives before you, our Lord and God. Yeah, God, so I pray that you would help me now. Give me uh, enlargement of mind, thought, expression, heart. Lord, just every part of me, just, just take over and just, and just let your word be released. And may it be fruitful because of the time we spend. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. All right. Um, yeah, you know, when I heard that New Philly's theme for 2014 was the year of wisdom, I thought, hey, how funny, how appropriate. I've actually been uh, meditating on the theme of wisdom for uh, quite a number of months now. It actually started uh, middle of last year. And, you know, it's because I, I felt so painfully aware of my lack of wisdom. <laughs> I just really, really lacked wisdom. And so I just started on this path of wisdom. Right? I just started uh, memorizing Proverbs, like 100 plus Proverbs. Just got this little app on my phone, I'm like, you know, when I'm traveling, when I'm sitting, when I'm whatever, right? I'm just memorizing Proverbs, trying to grow in wisdom. Okay, and I was just meditating on it. And yeah, it's just been a lot of grace that's been released in my life. I'll share a little bit more a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, you know, I've I just been meditating a lot about wisdom. And I, saw, and I thought, you know, it's very appropriate, right? So um, yeah, I just wanted to speak a little bit about wisdom today. You know, the book of Proverbs says, if you think you're wise, you're a fool. <laughs> but if you're painfully aware of how foolish you actually are, then you're on the path to becoming wise. So how many of you guys think you're pretty wise in here? You know, um, yeah. You know, the book of Proverbs, I, I love the book of Proverbs because every time I read it, I feel like I'm getting slapped in the face, like over and over. You know, it's just like rebuking me for every foolish thing that I do in my life, right? Like every other verse, it's like slap. You know, it's like another slap, you know? And it's a good slap, right? There's, there's good slaps, right? A good slap, it, it rebukes you, it, it wakes you up, it straightens your act together, okay? It puts your life on a better path, a path to life. And so that's what I feel like uh, the book of Proverbs has often been for me. And so... Um, I can't apologize if you feel a little bit like you're getting slapped uh, during this message. Uh, you know, it's the book of Proverbs, okay? Uh, but, um, yeah, so why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, I want to get slapped. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's look into uh, some, of this, uh, some of these treasures. Uh, together, I'm going to start off with a little bit about just a little general introduction about wisdom, uh, what Proverbs says, and then I'm going to look at one uh, key aspect of wisdom that God has really uh, been opening up my life to. I just wanted to share with you guys. So, uh, let me ask you guys: Would you rather have ten million dollars, or would you rather have wisdom? I know, I know a lot of you guys are thinking about this, right? You guys are like, oh, $10 million, you know? It's a lot of money, right? $10 million, $10 million. You're set for the rest of your life. 
Would you rather have 10 million? Nah, what, what kind of lifestyle are you living, right? Okay, but for most people, right, $10 million, it's enough for the rest of your life. But Proverbs says, wisdom is more precious than $10 million, $100 million, a billion dollars, more precious than gold, silver, precious jewels, than anything that you can imagine. You want wisdom that much more. That's why the thing that Graciela read, whatever you get, get wisdom. We need wisdom. Wisdom, or the lack of it, can make or break your life. It can do that. That's how powerful wisdom is. right? Because no matter what your circumstances are, you can have fame, you can have a lot of money, you can have power, good looks, you can have connections, relationships, you can have all this. Because we know a lot of people who have these things, right? They're, they're very intellectual. They're very smart. They're very charismatic. They're very talented. Okay, they're very good looking. But they lack wisdom. And they make a mess of their lives. Just look at a lot of the celebrities. I don't know about Korean celebrities as much. But man, American celebrities, like, they're messed up, right? Most of them, right? Like, the stories you read everywhere, just, you know? So you can have all this and you can break your life. But you can be lacking good looks, money, power, all this stuff. But if you have wisdom, you're set. Your life is on the right track. And you're going to turn out pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. Right? So that's how much we need wisdom, right? What's the difference? The only difference is wisdom. This is how much we need wisdom in our lives. The lack of wisdom can ruin your life and the lives of people around you. But if you are a person of wisdom, you're on the path to life. Proverbs says, honor, long life, riches is in your hands if you have wisdom. Wisdom's ways are ways of pleasantness. All her paths are peace. You can sleep, dwell secure. Man, wisdom, you need wisdom. More than all the gold and silver that is in the world, we need wisdom. That's the surpassing value of wisdom. See, and wisdom is different from just knowledge. You can have a lot of knowledge about the Bible. You can have a lot of knowledge about the world. Okay? Wisdom is also different from spiritual, spirituality, right? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, (laughs) all right, it's very different, okay? See, I got a lot of wisdom right now (laughs) sharing with y'all, but yeah, see, so wisdom, right? It's very different. You can be very spiritual, you can be very knowledgeable, and you could make some good decisions in your life, okay? Maybe you're deciding... Oh, what kind of car you want to buy? You, you don't need a lot of wisdom. You just need knowledge, right? You just do your research, okay? Like, you know, how much is this car worth? What's the mileage? What's the whatever? What's the features, right? You need, you need knowledge. But for the vast majority of life, most of the decisions that you make on any single day, the big decisions you make throughout your life, you need wisdom. What kind of person should I marry? Man, you, you, need, you need wisdom, right? You, lo- you lack wisdom there, it's going to break your life, okay? 
This is going to mess up your life, right? So you need wisdom before you get married. Okay, you need wisdom in marriage. Okay, how do I live as a married person? Right? Oh, what kind of career should I seek? Should I change careers? How do you decide? You need, you need wisdom. Okay, in relationships, you need wisdom. Should I, should I say this or should I hold back this time? Okay, it's, it's wisdom. It's like you need wisdom in so many areas of your life. It doesn't come from knowledge, and you can be spiritual, but you need wisdom to actually prosper. And so that's what wisdom is. Okay? Not knowledge, not talent, not techniques, seven steps to become whatever, right? Not spirituality, but wisdom. Okay? Wisdom. So. This is what we need. We, we need wisdom. And man, wisdom can redirect your entire life. Okay, Proverbs 24, 14. We didn't read this, but it says, Know that wisdom is such. It's like honey to your soul. If you find it, there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. No matter what kind of mess you've made in your life. Maybe some of you here, you feel like you've made failures in your life, maybe you feel like a failure and you're still experiencing the consequences of that in your life. Maybe you feel like you've made poor decisions, mistakes, and it's kind of set a course for your life in a bad way. And you feel like, you know, how's that going to change? The Bible says if you get wisdom, there will be a future. Your hope will not be cut off. That's how powerful wisdom is. It can redirect the trajectory of your entire life. That's powerful. Man, because, you know, personally, I used to be one heck of a fool, right? No, for real, right? And, you know, I was ruining my life in so many ways I didn't know. And, man, I, I needed wisdom so badly. And I remember just coming upon this passage, and I was like, Lord, give me wisdom. Right? And then I became married, right? <laughs> And I really think my, my marriage and my wife is one of the greatest sources of wisdom. Maybe, you know, one of the greatest sources of wisdom in my life. And so, yeah, we all need wisdom. Wisdom is so powerful that a wise man is better than the mighty. Right? You can be very powerful. You can be a ruler of a city. But Ecclesiastes 7.19 says, Wisdom gives strength to the wise man more than ten rulers who are in a city. That's the power of wisdom. Here... One of the best stories of wisdom in the Bible is uh, from 2 Samuel, right? So David is on the run. His son, Absalom, okay, is trying to take the throne. Right? His son is, you know, running a little coup d'etat. Okay, he's trying to take the throne. He's after. Yes, right? All right okay, coup d'etat. You, hey, you guys, you guys like that stuff. Okay, um, so, so Absalom, right? So Absalom's after David, okay? And David's running away, and Absalom is about to take Jerusalem. And then there's this one guy. His name is Ahithophel. Okay? His name is Ahithophel. Right? Yeah. So, um, actually, the Bible says, uh, now, in those days, the counsel that Ahithophel gave was as if one consulted the word of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel esteemed, both by David and by Absalom. It was esteemed so highly. And so 
the, the, the narrative, it says Ahithophel actually left David and he went to go help Absalom. And then when David hears about it, he says, oh man. Oh, that's not what he says in the Bible, right? But that's what he's thinking, right? And he says, oh Lord, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. If you read the narrative, it shows you like the, just even Ahithophel changing sides was a huge deal in that balance of power. It says, right after Hithphil changed his side, it says, Absalom's people kept increasing in power. You know, and it's like, man, they're getting all the power. It's like the tide's turning. Just because of one man. He's not even a fighter. He's just a wise man. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny, right? But... <laughs> So, yeah. so Ahithophel. Right? So this is this is the power that's in his wisdom, and David knows that man. If Ahithophel's counsel can't be thwarted, David knows he has no hope. So he runs into one of his buddies, Hushai. Okay, and Hushai, Hushai, is one of his friends too, right? And Hushai's like, Yo, I'm gonna go with you, David. You know, into the wilderness, and David's like, No. Don't go with me. Go back to Absalom. Pretend like you're on his side. And please destroy the counsel of Ahithophel. Because I know that if we don't thwart his counsel, I have no chance. David was afraid of this one man. That's the power of wisdom. That's the power of wisdom. It's amazing. And so what happens? Hushai goes back. Absalom's trying to decide his military strategies. Okay, Ahithophel says one thing. He says, well, you got to read it. It's kind of vulgar, right? The kind of things he suggests. But, you know, he, he suggests, he lays out a strategy and he says, go get David now. While he's demoralized, while he's weak, while he's on the run. And if he followed, Absalom probably would have won the battle. But Hushai says, no, don't go now. Right? You know, you know David. Man, he's a warrior. Right, you don't want to go after him now. Just wait, chill out a little bit, let the people celebrate you, okay? And then get your forces together. And he tells them all this other, other stuff. And it was says, this was turnabout by the Lord, right? Because the Lord had ordained to frustrate the counsel of Ahithophel. Okay, but, you know, this is the power of wisdom. We need wisdom, we need wisdom in our lives. It can make or break your life. It can change the trajectory of your entire life. All right, so that's what we need. So that's, that's what we're seeking today. All right, wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is basically knowing how to live life. Okay? That's, that's basically what it is. Right? Knowing what life is like. And knowing how to live it based off that understanding. Okay? And the, uh, the aspect of wisdom that I want to focus on today is wisdom and community. So, because wisdom is not something that you learn just by yourself. Like you go into your closet, you just memorize a whole book of Proverbs like I did. Right? No, no, I didn't know what I'm talking about. Right? But. <laughs> But, you know, it's not, it's not an individual pursuit, right? 
Wisdom is something that you need to seek in a community. See, the book of Proverbs was written to be studied in a community, not by yourself. It was, it's actually a manual for young boys, young men, right, to learn together, right, whether under the instruction of their parents or under the instruction of teachers and mentors. They will go through the book together. They will discuss it. They will weigh different Proverbs on the same topic. Right? They would reflect on it, they would talk about it, and then they would grow in wisdom together. It was a community affair. And as they did that, they would grow in wisdom little by little, year by year. So I think it's great that New Philly, we're doing a year of wisdom, and we get to look at it together, and then we can talk. You know, not just seek it on our own, right? But talk about it, okay? And, and reflect and weigh and discuss And together, as a community, grow in wisdom. Because that's how it was meant to be done. That's how even the book of Proverbs, right? And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We got got a lot of great leaders here. Okay, we have a lot of great fellow companions just walking life together and just growing in wisdom together. It's going to be awesome, right? But, you know, growing in community, you know, one way I really experienced that uh, this, these past few months is through my wife, okay? So she's the closest person uh, in my life, obviously. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to stop. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, learning through my wife, like, just her speaking to I remember there was just one moment. It was a key moment. I was meditating on different Proverbs. And some of the Proverbs I was listening to, um, I was meditating on was uh, receiving rebuke. And receiving instruction, right? And this was never something I was very good at, especially with my wife, right? After like four years of marriage, you know, anytime she would try to speak into my life, right? You know, I, I know when she's trying to speak into my life, I can just tell even before she opens her mouth, right? It's like, it's like the glint in her eyes, you know? It's like, it's like she just says, honey, and I'm just like, oh man, right? It's coming, right? I get defensive already. I don't even know what she's going to say. I'm like, that's not true, right? I got an excuse. I got a reason for that, you know? And she even started talking, you know? But I, I could just tell, right? And she's trying to speak into my life. And she's like, honey, uh, can, can I share something with you? I'm just like, oh, man, you know, I got to brace myself. Because I know she's about to rebuke me for something. You know, I'm already getting defensive. And this is what happens. But, you know, I was meditating on these Proverbs. And, you know, we we're just sitting in bed. We we're kind of just talking. And doing her thing, and then, um, and then she did her, you know, she did her thing that she always does. She's like, "Oh, honey, you know, can I, can I share something with you? Do you can you listen, right?" <laughs> and and I was like, I was already getting ready. You know, I was getting my guards up, right? And then a proverb, one of those proverbs came to mind, and then I was like, "Yes, <laughs> you, you can speak." I will listen, right? And that was one of the greatest spiritual victories in my life right there. You know, just, just listening. Because, man, I got, I got so much pride, you know, that I can't, but, you know, I remember that moment. It was a turning point, literally. It's only been like six months. Right? It was in the summer. It's only been a few months. But my, my growth and wisdom ever since that point has literally just exploded. So much more. It's just an acceleration. I just feel like downloads of wisdom just everywhere, every area of my life. 
right? That I didn't have access to before because of my pride. I had these walls up and it was blocked. All these different paths, like avenues of wisdom just flowing to my life. I wasn't allowing them to come in because of my pride. Because I wasn't a person who knew how to receive advice, rebuke, instruction. See, wisdom is a community affair, right? If you learn to receive rebuke, you're going to accelerate in wisdom. Because you're not just growing in your own personal wisdom. You're getting the wisdom of all the people in your life that you allow. Exponential growth. So much more. But we're so proud. That's the reason why we can't, we can't hear these things. And that's a big problem. Because pride, when Proverbs talks about pride, it says pride comes before the fall. Pride comes before destruction. This is one reason why. Because you can't listen to another person. And so I want to talk a little bit about pride in terms of receiving rebuke. Right? Because if you can grow in this, Man, your life is just going to break open. You're going to become so much wiser in so many areas. And, yeah, I remember, I remember um, just one example. Uh, it was uh, one of my close brothers uh, back in the States. It was like a couple weeks. Actually, it was like the week uh, we were about to leave uh, to Korea. And he's a really close brother. He really knows me well, right? Uh, and he, uh, one of those days, he just took me to the side and he said, Hey, Paul, uh, can I, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't know what he was going to say. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's talk. And then he just rebuked me, right? He was like, he was like, Hey, Paul, you know, you're, I know that you're very logical and you're very analytical. And I think that's great. Right. But, you know, sometimes it really rubs people the wrong way and you know including me and i was like i was like about to get defensive right my, my guards were starting to go up and then i was trying to remember the proverbs the wisdom and i was like All right, can you explain that you know <laughs> no that's what i said and i wasn't defensive i wanted to be but i was learning to become wise and i said hey can you explain uh what you mean by that can you give me an example and he was like yeah, you know, the other day, we're just, you know, we're, I was just trying to have fun. We're just hanging out, right? And, you know, I talked about, yeah, I heard if you eat like this kind of Japanese fish, you live longer. And then I was like, me, I was like, oh, that's not biblical. How That doesn't make sense, right? And like all this stuff, right? I was like, where did you read that? What kind of sourcing is that, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm exaggerating, right? but that's kind of the gist of what I was saying. And, you know, I didn't mean any offense by it. But he was pointing out actually a trait in me that I'm so analytical, right, that I don't understand how people feel, how people receive things. And I realized this affected a lot of people in my life, including my wife, right? And every time she would try to speak about this before, you know, she, she like, I was just like, oh, you're so sensitive, Right? Man, I'm just, I'm just being analytical, you know? Like, just, you know, man, just give me a break, right? And that was my pride, because I can't listen. Okay? And, and I remember, I started remembering things that Jamie had told me in the past. And it started connecting. She was like, you're, Paul, you're very, you, you, you persuade people, but you do it with so much logic that you leave a bad taste and you don't win the person. And I was like, 
And she told me that like years ago. But finally, I was open to receiving. And that made that connection. And then, and then other connections, different things, just the Spirit just was highlighting. And I was like, oh, man. People don't like me. Right? <laughs> I was like, man, I want to like me, right? It's like, I'm so annoying. Why do I do that? You know? And, you know, is that a sin to be analytical? Probably, probably not. Okay? But is it wise? No. Did I rub a lot of people the wrong way? Yeah. That's something I needed to hear and to learn. But the pride was blocking that door. Right? And so that was just one way, but it's been a big way. And it's been bearing good fruit into my relationships, right? Even just something like that, because I, I was able to hear, humble myself. Right? So that's the thing with pride, right? If you think you're wise, you're a fool. If you think you don't need to hear what other people have to say about you into your life, you're a fool. Because you have blind spots. You have areas in your life that other people see and they want to speak into your life, but they know that you won't be able to receive it. Or maybe they have been speaking it and you haven't been receiving it because you're so proud. Learning to receive rebuke, advice, man... It's going to accelerate your wisdom in so many ways. Proverbs 26, 12. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Proverbs twelve fifteen. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The worst fool, the book of Proverbs tells you, the worst kind of fool is the one who is wise in their own eyes. You can't listen to people because you think you're wiser than everyone. You think you know better than everyone. You think you see things the right way. Right? And so that makes you inflexible. That's the bottom line. The essence of foolishness is being inflexible. You know everything. And that makes you obstinate. That makes you stubborn. And that blocks off. So much, so much wisdom. And so we need to learn to bring this aspect of community wisdom into our lives. Right. So let me, you know, one, one of the things about pride is, see, when you're trying to give somebody a, advice, you're talking, about, you're talking about the issue, right? You're talking about the thing. You're not talking about that person. Unless you're really mean-spirited. But normally, right, you're talking about the thing, right? So if you say, you know, Hey, you know that that picture that you nailed up on the wall? It's it's too high. You know, you know I think you should lower it a little bit. Right? What, what are you talking about? You're talking about you're talking about the picture. Right? You're talking about nail. You're talking about the wall. But the proud person is like, "Don't tell me how to put up a picture on the wall." Right? And it becomes all about them and all about the person. And you're like, "I wasn't even talking about that, you know? I was just talking about the picture, just, just a little high, you know? Like, oh, just, you know what I mean? And it's like, I do this all the time. You know, I still have so much room, I need to grow in this, right? I'm just like trying to plan a Sydney team meeting, right? Just to, just to plan a simple Sydney team meeting. I'm just like, all right, and then afterwards, we're going to have dinner. And then Jamie's like, I don't think we should have dinner. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean we don't, we don't even think we should have dinner, right? It's like, 
just have dinner. You know, like what, what's and I was like making it all about me. This all sounds so silly, right? But it's so stupid. But he who hates reproof is stupid. Proverbs actually says that, right? We read that. I was being stupid. I am stupid. I need wisdom. We need wisdom. Right? Seriously, this is what we do. When was the last time that someone came to you, tried to speak into your life, say a hard thing, right? I know if it's like your spiritual authority, you, you, you know, you can't say nothing, right? You just got to receive it, right? <laughs> but what, what, what about like your friend right? or someone you live with? Hey, you know, um, like your, your, your attitude sometimes? It's like, what you mean my attitude, right? <laughs> you, get, you get all defensive, Right, this is so proud people do. You get defensive, right? You get upset. You change the subject. You start blaming other people, right? You start to argue with them. You start to list all these reasons. Well, you know, the reason I did that, the reason I'm just, just like, man, just, just receive it. You know, and what happens is people know that about you. And so they're not going to speak into your life as much. But the humble person, people know, hey, I can approach this person. They're, they're approachable. Like I can say hard things, and they're humble, and they'll receive it. And I can speak into their life. And so the humble person is just inviting more wisdom. You know? And so growing so much more, so many more opportunities. You're creating so many more contexts, opportunities for people to speak and speak wisdom into your life. Man, the humble person, you're on your way to wisdom. These are conversations that can make or break your life. Big things. You don't see it. You need to hear it. You need to learn to receive, to be humble. Right? You see, the people that are easiest to love are the people that can take a rebuke. They're so easy to love. You know why? Because you got, you got a problem with them, you just, you just tell them. You don't got to like walk around on eggshells, right? You don't got to be like, oh, what's that person? You know, you're not going to be all like that. You just be like, hey, you know, hey, this thing in your life, right? You just talk to them. They're like, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, I, maybe I do need to change. Yeah, let me pray about that. And then, you know, they don't make you feel bad about it, right? They don't, you know, you just, just it's easy. It's so easy to love, right? Yeah, man, the, the, those people. They're the easiest to love. So as a Christian, I think we should all be approachable. We should all be humble. And as we grow in that together, man, it's going to be like wisdom explosion up in New Philly. You know? Everyone's going to rebuke each other, right? Every single day, right? Be like, you know, you're going to be like, yes, yes. And you're just going to, you know, explosion of wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And I remember, man... There's been times when I didn't receive rebukes well, and those friendships, it kind of like, it kind of strained them. You know, they were headed in certain good decisions, but a certain habit of mine, maybe a certain pattern, not, not the best. But, you know, was, but then what made it worse was they tried to speak to me about it, and I didn't receive it. And that's what just strained. There was not that warmth, you know, there was not that intimacy that, I, that was normally there in the past. Right? That's what happens. Proverbs 13.10, pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. 
Are you humble? Do you let people speak into your life and make it easy for them? Right? If someone's just being nasty and everything they're saying is off, right? You should you could still receive it and weigh it, evaluate it. If there's no truth, just throw it to the side. It's okay. Maybe it's a half truth. Maybe they're helping you to have half of the truth. Yeah, then you take that. You you gotta weigh it as well. Right? That's wisdom too. But just your posture and being able to receive these things, man, it it, it changes your life. Right? Do you have those friendships? Do you have those kind of relationships in your life? Not only a spiritual authority who you know must speak into your life, but do you do you invite it? All the relationships that you have. So you got to be humble, right? You got to lay your pride down. You got to be humble. But second thing, you got to love rebukes. You got to love it. Psalm 141.5. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. Let him do it. Give it to me. Rebuke me. Right? I want it. Because I want to grow in wisdom. Proverbs 12.1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. That word discipline, it's like rebuke. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Do you love rebuke? Because if you do, that means you love wisdom. Like someone wants to rebuke you, you're like, yes, another opportunity to grow in wisdom. Someone else wants to speak into you. Yeah, come on. You know, I want to grow in wisdom. I don't want to be a fool anymore. I want to be on that path. I want to become wise. You start loving it. And I realized, like, sometimes I started, I started to love when my wife, Jamie, would speak hard things. You know, that, I'm, you know I, 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 sometimes I'll still struggle. It would depend on the area. But different things, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I, w- I want to hear. Please tell me. Please tell me. And she was like, it made it so much easier. And I started loving, I started loving rebukes. I still got, I still got to grow, right? I don't love them all the time. Okay. Yeah. Right. So don't just, don't just, don't everybody just rebuke me after this message, right? But, you know, I'm, I'm growing to love them. You got to love it. You got to seek after it. You got to desire it, right? Proverbs 25, 12. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. That wise reprover is going to make your life just more attractive. Like a gold ring, ornament of gold. You're, you're going to grow. Become more beautiful as a person because of the, the wise reprovers. You got to seek them out too. right? You, first of all, you got to be humble so you create that openness and that posture for people to come. But you also got to seek it out. You know, I remember one time my friend, I won't mention his name because some of you guys know him. But um, we were having dinner one time, right? He's really funny. And we are just like talking. We are like, I don't know, we are like talking about sports or something. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he goes like, yo, rebuke me. <laughs> and we're all just like, like what? <laughs> Who's he talking about? He's like, yo, rebuke me. I just want to get rebuked. You know? we're like, I don't know, man. This is kind of weird, you know? I can't think of anything right now off the spot, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, yeah, we'll be you later, right? <laughs> Thank you. You know, that's, it's kind of weird, but, you know, if you did something like that, 
Right? If you sought it out with your roommates and your family, with the people you work with, right? Your small group, man, if you just sought that out. It's like, hey, man, you know, I just, I just want to tell you, like, hey, if there's any areas of my life that you think uh, I need to change, you know, I just open the door. You know, just, just speak. Right? I, want, I invite you. Because a lot of times if you invite them, they have things that they're thinking, but maybe they're too afraid to tell you. Because it might make things a little estranged, right? But once you start to seek it out, and be ready, you know, be ready for them. But you got you got to love it. Right? You got to seek it out. Okay. So that's that's receiving rebuke. You got to be humble, and you got to you got to desire it. You got to want it. But the other side of it is giving rebukes. One side is receiving it, okay? But if nobody's given it, you know, then it's not going to help. So how do you learn to give rebukes? We talk about who, how, and when. Okay? So who? So you got to be wise about who you rebuke, speak into, instruct. Proverbs 9, 7 says, Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. So you got to be wise. Know who the person is. Are they a person who can hear these things, who loves wisdom, who loves understanding, wants to grow, wants to hear what you have to say? Or is he a scoffer, a proud person, who will just hurt you? Because you tried to speak that. So you need discernment, right? But who you, you can't just go to anybody. Okay? But you got to know. And, you know, you just you need discernment. You need wisdom to know uh, what kind of person you go to, right? And how do you do it? So that's the who, right? How? You need to do it with courage and with gentleness. Not just one. You need both together. And that's really hard. Right? You need courage because sometimes you speak into a person's life and doesn't always turn out the best, right? They might get a little upset. They might get a little hurt. They might not be as friendly, as warm. But if it's something you need to speak into their life because it's really affecting their life and they need to grow in this, man, you need courage to speak that. Right? And it's hard. A lot, a lot of us, we're, we're very gentle, okay? Very, very cuddly, right? Very nice, like a teddy bear, you know, you don't want to offend anybody, okay? But you don't have the courage to speak into people's lives. Right? You need to get that courage, okay? Otherwise, you're just living in fear. You're just looking out for yourself. You don't want to feel the pain that's going to come from speaking into their life. You're caring for yourself more than that person who needs to hear what you have to tell them because maybe you're the only one who sees it and has the relationship to say it. So giving rebuke is just as important. But you need that courage. And you need that love, that love, concern for that person. But another scary thing why you need courage is because once you start rebuking someone, they start rebuking you back, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, hey, um, yeah, you know what you did over there? He's like, oh, okay. Hey, but, uh, you know, about you, right? Like your attitude, right? The other day I noticed that. And then this other thing, it's like, Man, you start rebuking someone, you're just, you're just inviting it back. That takes courage too. 
You got to have humility, vulnerability, transparency, but that's what you need. You need courage. Man, I know, I know even myself, like, I'm not, you know, I was never really a person who was afraid of what people thought. I would just shoot straight, just be straightforward, talk frank. But, man, as I, I was thinking about this, I was like, there's been many times where I'm afraid to speak into someone's life. Right? And I know nobody else is speaking into their life, but I'm afraid to do it because this is like a close friend. They're not going to like this. And so I, I kind of like go, you know, go around, like take a side route, and then that person starts being defensive. It's not even a big deal. And then there's a bigger issue. I'm like, I ain't even going to go there. Because I'm looking out for myself. And meanwhile, I have no idea how they're doing. They might be really struggling. And, man, this is just selfish. No courage. Just living in fear. So we need that courage. Okay. Courage says, listen, hey, I, I, know, I know this might not be easy to hear. I know this might hurt. It might be difficult. But I love you too much not to tell you this. I, I really got to speak into your life, man. That's courage. You need that courage. We need to help each other to grow in wisdom. No matter what backlash comes at you, courage and love. That's what it takes. Second thing, gentleness. See, some of us are just all courage. Right? We're just like going there like, hey, let me tell you what's wrong with you. One, two, three. Right? Write this down. Right? And we just come off like that. You're like a machine gun. Right? But, you know, some of us is all courage. Others of us, we're just all gentleness and we don't have the courage to speak. But if you only have courage, you're not really going to help them that much. Because the spirit that you come in, it's like how I used to persuade people, speak into people. Right? I would leave a bad taste. I didn't win the person. I, I persuaded them logically, but the heart was not persuaded. You know? So they just kept going that way, even though logically they knew. Right? So you need that gentleness. Galatians 6, verse 2. Right? I don't got this memorized, but it says something like, you know, brothers, if one of your brothers is caught in a trespass, restore him. Gently. Gently. Right? That word restore is the word for taking a dislocated bone and popping it back into place. Right? Hey, man, your life right now, you just got like limbs hanging all over the place. Right? I just got to speak into your life, bro. Bam! You know? But you got to do it gently, right? Or you're going to hurt them even more. Okay, you got to do it. What does that mean to be gentle? Right? How, do you, how do you speak into someone's life with gentleness? You know, this was a revelation in my life uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Hebrews 5, verse 2, it talks about the high priest and comparing Jesus to the high priest. And it says, the high priest is able to deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward. Why? Because he himself is beset with the same weaknesses. How is he able to deal gently? Because he knows that he's a sinner. That he's weak. And so he can speak gently. You might not struggle with the exact same issue. But in your heart, you know, you're capable. Right? 
We believe we're, we're Calvinists here, right? Total depravity. Uh, you're you're capable of any sin. First Corinthians ten thirteen. There's no temptation that has overtaken you that is not common to man. Every single sin that you want to point out in another person, it can be common to you. It's only God's grace that it's not. If, if not for God's grace, you would be just like that person, if not worse. If you know that, you can speak in gentleness. No matter what it is. See, you speak with courage, but you also know, yeah, but you, you deal gently with them. And as you deal gently, they receive it much better. And actually makes an impact. So we need gentleness. And we need courage. We don't want that false gentleness where you're just afraid to speak. But we don't want that false courage that you just run people over like a bulldozer. You want to be wise in how you speak into people's lives. Courage and gentleness. So that's the how. Okay. Finally, the when. Do you just, anything that bothers you, Hey, man, you know, I, I don't really like the way you walk, right? Like, your walk, bro, it's just, just annoying, right? Don't, don't do that. Right? That's, you don't just rebuke for any little thing, okay? And also, you got to know who you're speaking to, right? The kind of relationship that you have. You got to have enough of a relationship sometimes. Yeah, other times, maybe, you know, there's times, but, you know, usually in Galatians 6, it says, when your brother is caught, in a trespass. It's one thing to right, make a mistake once. But if someone is caught, it means they have a pattern habitually over and over again. It's affecting their life. It's ruining them. It's ruining their relationships. It's ruining their work. It's ruining everything about their life. They're caught in this. So you got, you got you to gotta speak to them. You know, hey, you know, this one of the things, man, I remember one of the things I heard. Uh, I remember uh, when I became a staff with KCCC, right? After the training, we had training in L.A., and then we came back. And, um, yeah, we were with all the staff. It was like 20-something of us. And we were sitting in a circle. And one of the things we did was we gave uh, two encouragements and one rebuke to each staff. And two people did that for each person, right? It was really good, okay? But I remember one of the people... She just went through staff training with me. And she, she just like, she's like, Paul, you're just very abrasive. And I was like, dang, <laughs> that hurt, right? But, man, I needed to hear that. I used to be very abrasive. Some of you guys are surprised. You're like, oh, Paul, you're so gentle. You know, you're so sweet, right? Why y'all laughing, right? But, <laughs> but you know, I, I used to be really abrasive. Now I'm just like, just a little bit, right? And I, I'm very careful now, right? But I really needed to hear that because it was ruining a lot of my relationships, you know? And so that was something I was caught in, right? It was affecting, right? You see those things in someone's life? You need to speak, right? That's the time to speak. That's the occasion. But you got to do it with the right spirit, right? With courage and gentleness, and you got to understand, can they receive it? Sometimes they might not be able to receive it. You just got to speak it anyway because it's just killing them. 
But um, yeah, so that's giving rebuke, right? Receiving rebuke, you need humility, and you need to want it. You need to, you need to seek it out. And then giving it, you need courage and you need gentleness. Okay? So, you know, how do you become the kind of person, right? Because wisdom, if you read Proverbs, wisdom is not mainly about techniques, right? Some of you guys like wrote all the things down. You're like, oh, these are great techniques. You know, three steps to receiving rebuke, right? Three steps to giving, okay? But, you know, a lot of wisdom is not actually about technique, about steps, but it's about a path of growing as a person. Proverbs talks about being a path. You're on the path of wisdom. So how do you become the kind of person that people feel like you're approachable and they can speak? How do you become the kind of person that can give rebukes with courage and tenderness? How do you you become this kind of person? Just like, okay, I got to turn on my humble switch now. You know, so I got to receive... No, because you can't, you can't just do that. You've got to grow as a person. How do you do this? You've got to look at Jesus. Right? You, the, the deeper you grow with Jesus, who is the embodiment of wisdom, he said, you know, even more than Solomon, the queen of Sheba went to go see Solomon because he was wise. But I tell you the truth, someone greater than Solomon is here. As you come to know Jesus more, you become more like him. Right? Think about the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel says you are a wretched sinner. There's a lot of things wrong in your life. A lot of things. Much more than you can imagine. That's a pretty strong rebuke. Right? The gospel is a huge rebuke about who you are. He says, you're messed up. There's nothing good in you. But the gospel also says, but you're so loved, you're so accepted, you're so embraced in the Father's love, in Christ's love. Man, he just, he just showers his love on you. He loves who you are before you even change. He accepts you. That's the gospel. That's, that's so gentle. Right? And, that, and that gives you the security to be able to hear what other people say. Hey, I'm abrasive. I'm proud. But man, God, I'm secure in God. I'm accepted. God loves me even before I changed. You know, it doesn't say anything about my value. My value is already set. I am loved. I am secure. So that gives you the power to be able to hear hard things, right? Because if you don't understand that, if you don't understand that you're loved in the, through the cross, through what Jesus did, then you're really insecure. Because why? If someone criticizes you, that's cutting you down, right? You got to feel good about yourself, right? That's why we're so defend, we're so proud. But see, the gospel helps you to be humble, to receive these things. At the same time, it helps you to give rebukes. Because it helps you to forget about yourself, your fears. Hey, even though this might be estranged for a while, God loves me, God loves that person. And the best God wants the best for that person. And so no matter, even if I get backlash, 
Right? I'm secure in my identity. I'm secure in who I am. And you can give it with gentleness, but you can also be courageous right? yeah, as you grow with Jesus. Man, the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you become like him. The more you become a person who can receive, give rebukes. As we all grow in that together, as a community, not just individuals just growing in wisdom, but as a community, everyone speaking to one another's lives, man, that's going to be not even multiplication, just exponential. Unbelievable. So may, may God do that this year, year of wisdom. All right, let's pray. God, we, we thank you, Lord, that through your Son, that we are fully accepted, fully loved, all our flaws, all our warts, all the ugly sides about us, Lord, that you embrace us just as we are. And thank you, God, that you hold out wisdom, that you want us to have wisdom, And thank you for this community, God, with whom we can all grow together in wisdom. God, I pray for New Philly 2014 year of wisdom, God. Yes, Lord, that we would not just grow, God, by inching along or crawling along, but that this year would be a year of acceleration in wisdom, O Lord. That we would become the kind of people who are so humble, so approachable, that we invite others to speak, and that we would have the courage and the gentleness, God, that there would just be just just those kind of life-changing, life-shaping conversations happening all around, God, that we would help one another along, spur one another along in that path of wisdom, that we would be a wise church, God, that we would have wisdom, even like Ahithophel, God, that we would be, have just wisdom to the degree, God, that whatever we engage in, whatever you call us to, God, that we will be able to do it with wisdom, understanding, success. So, Lord, I pray that you would, you would just do this in our church, in our house, starting now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray.